Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Art is Boy podcast. I'm your host, the Woody Man, Dusty Wolves. Uh, I don't know how many aliases I got. Uh, one time I was a uh, Siberian Husky. Uh, one time I was a uh, Siberian Tapeworm. Uh, one time I was a uh, uh, Chili McFreeze. Uh, it's a lot of different things that come up all the time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome back to another episode. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep it going. Again, this going up on every streaming platform. You can find your podcast. And, of course, on YouTube at DustyWolves.com. Let's get straight into it. So, um, not a lot going on in the summer. Uh, the summer, this part of the summer, uh, you know, NBA just getting started. Summer league still going. Of course, uh, what I want to discuss first is the UFC. We're not gonna go uh, through through each fight, each card. You know, and each card, each fight one by one from prelims, etc. But it was one, it was the best card of the year. I was gonna say one of the best cards of the year. It was the best card of the year. And um, uh, when you have all of the elite talent. Uh, but paying them very little in comparison to a lot of other things, did yeah, motherfuckers is gonna fight for their life. But I want to talk about the the greatness, the greatness of Alexander Volkanovsky. We're gonna talk a little bit about Ngannou and Fury too. But Alexander Volkanovsky, bro, that's it. So Volk is the featherweight undisputed. Undisputed featherweight champion. He is the, he is the pound for pound best fighter in all of MMA. Doesn't matter the doesn't matter where it's at. I don't give a damn if they're in Australia. Well, he's he's from Australia, so that's a little bit weirder. I say that. Uh, Japan. Volk is the he's the number one guy. Um, previously they had uh, Islam Makachev because Islam Makachev invokes last fight before this one he was defeated by Islam Makachev Islam Makachev is a champion at 155 pounds um which just so happens to be one of the most competitive divisions probably the most competitive division in all of sports for the last like 6 7 years 155 has been that competitive the top the very tippy top has always been that good for this long, and and it really hasn't stopped. There's a little, um, there's a little kind of kind of confusion at the top because when you had a guy like Charles Oliveira beat everybody, and then everybody else beat everybody else, and then Charles Oliveira is easily defeated by somebody. So he was so easily defeated that he wasn't given an immediate rematch because it was that uncompetitive. He had to work his way back to it, which it seems like, which may be the, uh, the next fight for, for Islam Makachev and for Charles Oliveira look like part two is the next thing we get maybe in Abu Dhabi in October. But when you have these guys at the top and they're beating all the contenders and they're beating each other, Dustin Poirier being the one that have defeated everybody except for Charles Oliveira, um, Dustin Poirier is in the same spot he was in when he when when Khabib was in it when he could beat everybody and he did beat everybody on his way to Khabib. The the next fight that he has is against Justin Gaethje. He stopped Justin Gaethje uh, very nastily, uh, if I just may say so myself. So you got guys who are climbing the mountain twice. 
you got guys like Justin Gaethje, who's I believe this is maybe his third time trying to climb the mountain. Um, you got guys like Ch- Michael Chandler who've climbed the mountain in, in previous organizations, and now he's here. This is going to be his second time trying to climb the mountain. He's somewhere in this uh, very um, confusing web with Conor McGregor right now. I really don't think they're going to scrap. Um, and if they do scrap, it'll be somewhere at the end of the year. Conor has still not entered the USADA pool. For those of you not familiar with the USADA pool, the USADA pool, USADA is a uh, drug testing organization. They are the best. The fighters um, sign contracts to a USADA can run up on them at any time they want. Five, six in the morning, you sleep. USADA knocks, you open the door. 10 a.m., you training. In the middle of training, USADA knocks, get that piss ready. We going. They might not bother you at a restaurant. You might come from a restaurant. They give you an hour, get home, kick your feet up, take your shoes off. USADA's at the door. So um, if... I, I, the only other time I could think of Usada being, you know, presented. Of course, they're they're um they're not the the Olympics. What are the Olympics? I'm not sure. But if you remember the Floyd Mayweather and oh my God, the guys uh the this, this pictures of a uh, Shane Mosley fight where Floyd was insistent that there was drug testing. He he was he, he made sure there was drug testing so much that they hired USADA. And USADA was the one who was, if y'all remember the uh was it 24-7 on Showtime or HBO? I think I believe it was Showtime. The people that was knocking on Floyd though, the people that was knocking on Shane Mosley though, that was USADA. And if that wasn't USADA, I'm pretty sure it was USADA. That's the type of you know strenuous testing it goes through. So Conor McGregor looks like he doesn't want to go through that. His head looks like a 64-inch Samsung. Um, so I'm pretty sure he was juiced up at some point because your head does not grow that quickly within like six, eight months. Like his head is double the size. He went from Conor McGregor to fucking Peyton Manning. And um, yeah, pretty wild to see. So, you know, I don't think um, him and Michael Chandler is going to scrap. Uh, if they do, they were supposed to like last month, uh, Jesus Christ, um, or next month. Um, so it's a huge log jam at 155. I'm just trying to run it down, you know, to casual MMA fans um, or the people who just need to be refreshed. It's just running down the, the top of the log at 155, right? And Islam is the king of that division. Let's go back to our story. We're going back to Volkanovsky. And in the 145 division, where Volkanovski reigns, he has the same issue. If you saw uh, recently, a couple of days ago, he had an interview with Eric Hawani. He had to go out there and say to Ilya Toporia, who's, who seems to be the next guy up, who is a dog, who I think this might be, besides Max Holloway, of course, his toughest fight because Ilya Toporia is a dog. Now, Volkanovski is the definition of a dog. Volkanovski is the definition of a dog. First of all, he's putting on. He 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 probably five 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 six. And according to legend, according to him, he used to play rugby. So this dude was over two hundred pounds at some point. He was two hundred pounds at some point. Now he's fighting at one hundred and forty five. First of all, how much discipline that takes to get older 
and to come down 60, 70 pounds, I wish I had the, the, you know, the discipline to figure that out. Uh, I don't need to come down fucking 60, 70 pounds, but Jesus Christ. Um, so Volk is a dog. He's number one pound for pound. You know, in the 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 the, the rankings for pound for pound, the ranking for the UFC can just be so thrown off, so, so out of whack, so political, so scary. That sometimes the pound for pound list or, or list like that can just throw you off and make you not want to believe him. But let me let you know what is going on. Alexander Volkanovsky is the real deal. He's the realest deal you're going to ever get. I didn't see. Let me check. How much did he get paid? Because it's not enough. Let's see if we can find this pay. This, so, first of all, the first thing I see. Is that one of the fights against Max Holloway? He only got two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, first of all, that's a scam. Um, base pay one million. Incentive pay forty two thousand. What's the? That was is that for performance of the night? What? What? How did he get an incentive pay of that? So let me get, let me see. So guaranteed salary, right? Uh, you know he probably gets pay per view points and and all that good stuff. Guaranteed salary here says. One million dollars, basically one million dollars and forty-two thousand. That's not enough. Now I don't want to get into the, the all the fighter stuff because I don't want to really protect fighters. I don't give a damn about these fighters. They don't seem to give a damn about themselves. Uh, so I'm not going to defend people who don't want to defend themselves. But Alexander Volkanovski is a ten million dollar fighter. I don't care what the 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 pay per view say. I don't care what the polls say. I don't care what the contracts say. He's a $10 million fighter and easily. The 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 overall skill, poise, aggression, everything from Alex. He show he does everything. He shows everything. On the feet, the takedowns, the submissions, the defense. He 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 is he's he is the man. This this is it's not, it's not a debate. Ilya Toporia, I'm, I could be saying this day wrong. I keep it real with you. Is a fucking animal. First of all, he's tough. He's tough, and he's tough. And you, when you, we, we all watch any type of combat sports. There's tough guys. There's very skilled guys. And there's like, you know, your overall good guys who's kind of good everywhere, not great anywhere. They can stand up with you. They can maybe get a knockout. They can take you down if they wanted to. They may not get a submission off, but they can get you down, control you, try for a submission or two. But they're just good fighters. Topuri is all of that. He's a tough motherfucker. He's crazy. He's crazy. And he's crazy and he's skilled. And he does everything. So, um, I think that that's an amazing fight. That is easily my most uh, anticipated. I I don't want to see nothing else. I don't really. I don't want to see Charles in Islam. That shit was. It was punishment. It wasn't even brutal. It was just quick. It was over very fast. It, was, it looked like nothing. No disrespect to Charles Oliveira, uh, amazing champion, fucking hot out of this world. But jeez, 
So Volkanov got to put it out there on the interview with Ariel Wani, and he said that uh, he told Topira not to fight Max Holloway. He wanted to be the one that beat him. So Max Holloway, um, and 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 again, this is why I hold Alexander Volkanovsky so high because he didn't beat Max Holloway one time. He didn't beat him twice. He beat him three times. And the fact that you'd be like, man, they fought three. The fact that these fights were so competitive, the first two fights were so competitive, that and Max lost both of them, that they had to do a third one. One, Max has cleared, bruh, Max has cleared the featherweight division at least five times. At least five times. He's cleared it as a challenger initially to get the title shot. He cleared it um, initially when he first got the title when his, with his defenses. when he All his defenses before he got to Volkanovski, that's clearing the division. When he lost to Volkanovski the first time, uh, let me... Let me let me go. I don't want to uh Max Holloway record. Let me let me let me Google that real quick. So where'd he beat He beat Aldo. No, he beat Pettis, right? He beat Pettis for the for I believe that was for an interim fight. I believe that was an interim. So on his way there, he beats Charles Oliveira. Is this the same Charles Oliveira? He beat Dubronx. What the hell? How did I just see that? So, just to give you some, just some, some clarity, some, some context. He beat Cub Swanson, who was a dog at that time. He beat Charles Oliveira, who's about to fight for the 155 title again, who was the champion. He beat Jeremy Stevens, who was a dog at that time. He beat Ricardo Lamas, who was a dog at that time. He beat Anthony Pettis, who was a dog at that time. This is how he got the intro. He beats Jose Aldo. Not once, but twice. He finished Jose Aldo twice. Two times in a row. Then he beats the 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 stuffing, the breaks out of Brian Ortega. Who Brian Ortega can pretty much beat everybody. The the Yair thing was a little weird. He can pretty much beat everybody. Except for Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. Everybody else is toast. So um, another division fight he he beats uh Frank Yeager, uh Max Holloway does. He loses to Volkanovski. He loses to Volkanovski again. He beats Calvin Cater, top of the division. He beats Yair Rodriguez, who who was just the interim champion. So he beat Yair Rodriguez to get to to Volkanovski again for the third time. They had to do it three times. And the third time was just a wash. It wasn't close. Uh, and it really separated Volkanovski from the rest of the featherweight division history, in my opinion, um, with that last fight. So Max Holloway and he beat Ono Allen, who's – I don't know why they put Ono Allen against Max Holloway. Just save Ono Allen for Volkanovski. Like, Volkanovski needs new fighters to fight. Like, he needs – that's why he's telling Topuria, don't fucking fight Max Holloway. I don't want to take the chance of you fucking losing because he wants to fight undefeated fighters too. Max Holloway was beating the challenges before they can get to him. It's it's actually a miracle that Yair was able to get to um, Volkanovski so quick because he just came off a loss right before that. 
he he was just coming off a loss. You know what I mean? He wasn't like a three fight uh, you know win streak or anything like that. But you know, to have guys like this caliber to beat Max Holloway the way he did the third fight, um, to to just beat uh, Yair like that, um, to 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 do everything Volkanovski has done, and undefeated in the division. Took the challenge of fighting Islam Makachev, who people in the actual division of Islam Makachev don't want to do, even though everybody's dream or whatever is to be champion. They don't want to fight this motherfucker. Um, so I just want to start the segment off, start the podcast off. It's, it's a long time I started off. I just went through the whole uh, featherweight history. I might just put that up as the, the featherweight uh, fucking history uh, of the UFC. My goodness. But... um. Volkanovski is a very special fighter. And we're going to move on to Tignano and Fury. But I just want to talk about, I don't want to talk about the card because uh, it was a little disgusting. Though. The the manga shit, this was this was a, a confederate show right here. This was confederate UFC, confederate 90. Uh, this, the, the dick riding was ridiculous. The, the Trump shit is ridiculous. I don't even want to see that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm not the... Oh, it's something I don't like. I'm going to complain about it. I'm just ain't going to watch it. I ain't going to listen to it. I'm going to ignore it. It's something that is non-existent to me. So I just I cut the shit off into the last fight because I wanted to see Volkanovski. Everything else. I saw clips of uh, Robert Whitaker losing, which is what the fuck? How could Robert Whitaker lose to anybody except Adesanya and uh, Duplessis? He, and he did it easy. He beat Robert Whitaker, I, I was gonna move on. Robert Whitaker is is one of the greatest, toughest, craziest fighters ever. Former champion, beat by Israel Adesanya. Israel beat him twice. The fact that you can beat him twice is why is he? It's my uh, goat middleweight because simply he could have done nothing else. Knocking out Robert Whitaker and beating him again. That would have made him number one, even if he ain't had no other fights. I don't even care. That's how good Robert Whitaker is. And for Duplessis to just do that shit, how fucking good is this dude then? Because they both stopped Robert Whitaker first fights in the same round. Had him in trouble in the first, finished him in the second. So how good is Duplessis? And and, and what is this? The fight with uh uh what's the uh, with Brunson? He looked trash. He looked terrible. I don't give a fuck about 8% lungs. He looked like uh, they was drunk and fighting in water. So to go from that to this is uh, uh, Jesus Louises. Um, but let's get Tengano first. Let's get Tengano first. So the announcement for Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury, um, I think in August 28, I believe. I, fuck, I should know the date. Um. Hmm. So, in the initial tweets, Ariel Hawani he said something very interesting in the tweet, and he said the lineal heavyweight champion, which Tyson Fury is. Tyson Fury is the guy in boxing. You can say Usyk is this, Usyk is that. Um. Tyson Fury is the guy. Tyson Fury is the guy. 
And he has been a guy for years and years and years now. Because he beat the guy who was the guy for years and years and years. He beat Deontay Wilder, who I I know not I don't even believe. I know that the most of the heavyweight heavyweight division, if they're not just crazy, they will avoid. If you look at Deontay Wilder's fights, he, he's beaten who he's had to beat to become champion. He beat who he had to beat to become champion. But when you talk about the big heavyweight boxers right now, the top of the list, you can't tell me the Wilder is not the, a top three or four heavyweight. You can't tell me that he's not. Punching power has dictated that he is. He's beating everybody. Except for Joshua, except for Usyk, and then and Ruiz is a couple of the top heavyweight guys, top 10, 12, 15 heavyweight guys that will not get in the ring with Wilder. Fury stopped him twice. First fight was a doozy. Um, I believe the first fight was a draw. They made it a draw. First fight was a doozy. Goddamn! I thought Tyson Fury was was dead to ring. He was he went flat out. But um, Tyson Fury is the guy. He he walked through hell against a guy nobody wants to walk through hell with. Bro, they Dante Wilder is going to retire before Anthony Joshua Usyk before they actually fight. They they won't fight each other. They, this won't happen. This this will not happen. So Tyson not yeah, Tyson. I'm saying Tyson. I'm thinking Michael, I know I'm talking about Fury, who of course was named after Mike Tyson, which is ridiculous. Um that a six ten uh white dude from England is named after Mike Tyson and he becomes the lineal heavyweight champion, you know, twenty five, thirty years years later. Francis Ngannou is the lineal heavyweight champion. You'll say who? In in, in boxing, there's three belts. Francis Ngannou didn't beat the Bellator champion. Francis Ngannou didn't beat the PFL champion or the, the rising champion. He was only a UFC champion. That's true. So, uh, so how can that make that him lineal? Well, Francis Ngannou stopped Cain Velasquez. Now, you can sit and you can tell me Cain Velasquez, he hurt his knee, which he did. He injured his knee, which made him retire. I think he was done with it after that. Uh, that fucking uppercut is the reason he tore his knee up. We have seen, we just saw Stipe lose to Francis. Damn that the same way. He got hit hard and his leg fucking snapped back. Now, a lot of times you see guys don't even get injured from that. It's just a freak thing. They get knocked out and they fucking just get laid out like that. It just so happened Kane told some shit up when he did it too. But he was out. The uppercut tossed his body. He was he was gone. Beating Curtis Blades, who who Cyril gone, who got a chance to fight John Jones for aesthetics. You can't tell me Cyril gone. Was the top guy to to fight John Jones? You can't tell me that. I don't care if Curtis Blades just lost. You can't tell me that. 
You can't tell me it's Cyril Gan just turned down a fight with Blaze. He straight out said he don't want to deal with getting taken down all day. And you put him against John Jones, one of the best wrestlers ever, the best wrestler ever besides GSP. So to so, so let me know how that made sense. You didn't he 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 literally in public turned down a fight with Curtis Blades. So they put him against somebody else. And then they put him against John Jones, the, the best wrestler, who gained weight just to wrestle. He sat for three years. He said it himself. He told Francis and Gano to his face, I have to sit to get big enough for you, buddy. He said he sat to gain weight. Specifically, he wouldn't worry about nobody else. John Jones and I worry about nobody else than Francis and Gano. That's a fact. He could have been 222, 30. And still did all this, what he doing now, be gone. He could have still be gone. But he came up specifically for Francis. Just so happened God was there. With, with, with terrible take, who lost. And he's getting he's getting an immediate shot back again to get right back to the title shot. Because they know John Jones is going to retire again. And if, France, if God is already there, they can have a French champion. I don't know what's going on. But Ngannou stopped Stipe. He stopped Cain Velasquez. And if you could tell me that you think Ryan Bader can beat Francis Ngannou, I'm going to say you're crazy. I don't know the PFL heavyweight champion. They can't beat Frank. This is a this is a this is a solid fact. This this is not this is not a debate. You know how people debate, oh, what, the 97 Bulls versus the 16 Walk? These ain't debates. Ryan Bader cannot beat Francis Ngannou. It will not happen. It will not happen. Whoever's the champion at PFL, whoever's the champion at Ryzen, whoever's the champion at at one, I forgot them the first time, whoever's the heavyweight champion at one, it's not going to happen. This guy's the best heavyweight ever. This guy's the scariest heavyweight ever. And we're about to get the two best heavyweights in the last 25 years. And they're both respective sport, at least the last 20, 25. These are the best guys. But we'll let bullshit. We'll let bullshit. It's this a... you know, everybody's congratulating Francis. Oh, you're going to make a lot of money. They're they congratulating Francis. Will they even fight? How aggressive will this be? Everything seems a little friendly to me. So, um, I want to see the fight. I can't wait to see the fight. I'll be there to see the fight. But I want to know where they fight. These are the best guys. This, bruh, this is, it's not debatable for either one. Everybody is safe. Tyson Fury is ducking Us. Tyson Fury has been doing this forever. The dude who Us is about, about to fight, you don't know who he is. So Tyson Fury ducking Us, you don't know who he is. Dubois, you don't know who he is. Why is he not fighting Deontay Wilder? Deontay Wilder is clearly the top fucking heavyweight. It's clear. Y'all don't, bro, y'all don't hear about Wilder. Nobody's trying to fight Wilder. 
Everybody's scared of the knockout. I don't care about all the technical shit. If a motherfucker got 30 fights and 29 knockouts, or 32 fights, or 33 fights, and 29 knockouts, that means he's crazy. And he's like 6'7". Let's move on. I want to talk about Jesus Christ. Will we get a fight? I want to fight. I want to see a fight. If we get to see a fight, more than likely Francis is going to get pieced up. <laughs> more than likely Francis is going to get pieced up. But has Tyson Fury ever dealt with somebody this fucking, this huge? He's going to be much taller than him. But Francis, you know, it depends on what Francis gets his weight down to. This ain't MMA. But he ain't got to deal with wrestling. He could be 265 in there. He could be in shape enough to go six rounds. Fuck 10. In shape enough to throw everything crazy in five or six and just survive till then. Because nobody expects you to win anyway. But if you can go balls to the wall for about five rounds, we might have two gorillas, a silverback and an albino silverback going at it. But will we get that? I don't know. Saudi Arabia put up the bread. They got it to lose. They got money to burn. So let's see what we're going to get. Let's move on. Good. Got enough to talk about combat sports. I never talk about MMA. I love MMA. Um, the the fighters and the, the, the man, it's it's too mago for me, man. I, you know, I just, like I said earlier, man. If I don't like something, just I, I'm not gonna complain about it. I'm just not gonna watch it. The dumbass fighters, the Sean Stricklands, the 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 incel humor. Dana White, Jesus Christ, it's this dude not a not a fucking crazy man. He's not a doofus. Who goes at their fighters? How how can you go at your fighters? How can you steadily go at Aljamain Sterling? How could you steadily go at guys for saying stupid shit, quote unquote? But when people actually say stupid shit, he usually don't he usually don't even respond to it. So it's an all-around doofus fest for the UFC. It's why I haven't been so in tune with it. But um, I have to give some praise to Volkanovski because when you're a dog, you're a fucking dog. I I, I just always appreciate. Don't matter what sport it is, I always appreciate the motherfuckers that look like they're giving it. They all play the hardest. That's why I'm about to transition up to basketball. Talk about Giannis. Talk about these European cats and uh, talk about this era. But who I was playing? Just play hard. So while Westbrook and Giannis are my favorite players. Don't have nothing to do about their game. They play hard. Niggas making $50 million a year. Nigga, you can't play hard every play. Ain't that a bitch? You got two, three hours. There's some training and all that you got to do. Stay cardio shape, whatever. Then your job, three hours. You playing basketball. You can play hard. So, you know, that's, that's my thing. And, um... So transition to basketball, I saw a very uh, interesting and hilarious um, uh, stat, statistic, a tweet, a meme. And it was discussing 
what year people are in. Let me verify this because the fair what year people were in, right? And Paul George really is in like year like 13, 14. Wow. What year was he drafting? Uh I'm sorry, I'm trying to look at what Paul George was drafted. 2010, 11, yes, yeah, so it's probably be 13, 14. So. so, the meme was discussing how we're coming to the ends of an era, 2010 draft, the end of an era, and it was Paul George, Steph Curry, and it said how many years they've been in the league, James Harden, uh, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, CP3, LeBron. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's all like pretty much, you know, 13 plus years in the league. And um, these guys' careers are coming to an end, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sitting there thinking, let's get these niggas out the league. <laughs> let's get these niggas out the league. Who cares about these niggas? These are the most hated niggas. These are the most. All right. So, first of all, when you are. Um, when you're polarizing, you're polarizing. When you're a polarizing figure, everything you say or do is always, you know, it's always going to be, uh, you know, a, a hundred times what it is. The smallest thing you say. It's when you're an athlete, when you're a celebrity, when you're when you're this important like this, in, in the grand scheme of just, you know, attention and eyeballs, then these guys are important. When it comes to these niggas are some hoes playing like some hoes. These niggas is all time. These niggas is Hall of Famers. We got top 75 right here. So, first of all, we got Paul George, right? And I want to discuss, uh, and this is the context of what I'm about to talk about. We're talking about the old heads not setting the, the, the example for the younger guys. Paul George. Paul George. Paul George went from the Pacers to OKC. And in OKC, if y'all remember, Russell Westbrook, they convinced him to re-sign. They had a whole concert for it. The very next year, Paul George requested a trade to get out of OKC. And he went to the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. And this is the fifth year and they haven't, they went to the conference finals one year. They haven't done a thing. Clippers traded everything for them. They went all out for them, which is what you're supposed to do. Even gave up SGA, who is an all-NBA player, first team. Why these dudes didn't even play this year. They barely played this year. And, and this was a guy they drafted who's a, all NBA player. So they traded a, they traded an all NBA player for Paul George, a future all, all NBA player. This is like SGA's, you know, four year. He's just getting into it, but he's fantastic. The most egregious thing about Paul George, not requesting a trade one year after you just re-signed niggas had a concert for you. You just told your dog who bought you there. Got you paid that you dipping instantly. 
Now everything fall back on him after you just had five points in the elimination game. I wasn't even going to talk about that. That just came back up because I'm recapping. Yeah, five points in the elimination game. Well, okay, see, they got scraped. Westbrook got all the blame, of course. This playoffs, this man is podcasting, man. He, this right here, what I'm sitting here talking about doing, sitting here, I'm sitting on YouTube, at Dust. he's doing that. Podcast P. During the playoffs, P. He's podcasting. Drink my green. Podcasting after every playoff game? <laughs> what? Podcasting? That ain't no dog. No, no, nobody. LeBron used to do the zero dog 30. People thought it was, you know, whatever, LeBron. You can tweet and still play. You give me that. Playoff start, nigga. No social media, nigga. No tweets for me. You podcasting? You discussing the playoffs? Funny topics? During the playoffs? Steph Curry, uh, Mr. Low Income Housing himself. Uh, I don't really know to what to say bad about Steph Curry. Um, he got everybody shooting fucking threes. He got the three olds doing three sixty threes, the seven olds, seventeen olds, twenty seven olds. Everybody shoot threes because Steph Curry got a cyborg eye. And he do do then the fucking the ball line up and it just go in for whatever reason. This nigga shooting like this. This nigga been in the league 15 years and he's shooting like this all of a sudden for like the last seven. He was shooting good the first time. Everything's going in now. I don't know what's going on. The nigga got hurt 11 times in like three years and he ain't get hurt since. Them, talking about the ankles. He got other injuries, little freak injuries, broke his aboard arm, shoulder, shit like that. What's going on? Was this nigga remade? Was this nigga clone? Was he rebuilt? Go look up the transformer shits they put around his ankle so they won't roll when he landed. They won't roll. The motherfuckers is... James Harden. James Harden was to get a max deal from the Houston Rockets. Um, he turned that down. Magsdale, the they, they could pay him more than anybody else could pay him. So he essentially turned out about $20 million to force a trade to Brooklyn. He gets to Brooklyn with his friends, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. One year later, he immediately wants out of Brooklyn. So Brooklyn had to do everything. To, they had to give up everything to get him. And they had to give up shit to get rid of him. Because when you're in the spot. And they, everybody know you have to get him out of there. It's going to cost you. They take in Ben Simmons. Who don't even play. He don't even play. James Harden goes to Philly, two years, scores less points than P.J. Tucker. Um, I don't even have to really say nothing else. 
P.J. Tucker scored more points than him in the elimination game. When P.J. Tucker scores more than you in the elimination game, you ain't doing shit. James Harden didn't request a trade again from the Philadelphia 76ers. And in between this, Brooklyn was able to offer him more than anybody else could. He requested a trade still. So he lost money. Of course, niggas is rich. It probably don't matter. I guess it don't matter. Niggas is rich to, to not even be good at the game. That's cool. I'm mad about it. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. But it is what it is. Russell Westbrook. I don't really got nothing bad to say about Russell Westbrook. When the scheme of a uh, whole nigga shit, uh, as I've been uh, discussing with these niggas, we're going to move on from Russ. Kevin Durant. Now, I've said in previous episodes, got no no, no, no quarrels about Kevin Durant going from OKC to the Golden State Warriors. I thought it was a, a perfect fit for a player like Kevin Durant. Um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was as good as you can get for a player, a basketball player, a guy who seems like he's very much into basketball, not just a guy who's, who just, who, who plays and that's his job, but at home he's doing, he's doing some other shit. Kevin Durant looks like he genuinely loves basketball. Not that much. Nigga requesting trades, jumping from team to teams like this. Jordan ain't been on five teams. Six teams, whatever I've been teams niggas been on. But he looks like he likes basketball. Kevin Durant gets into a, 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 a whatever with Draymond Green. A, a discussion, a fuss. Draymond Green look like calling him a bitch-ass nigga. No. In in context, context matters. Is them fighting words? Uh, sometimes they are. <laughs> yeah, just sometimes they just might be. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah, buddy. But most times it's not. So for 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 that, and also I remember him criticizing the coaching, criticizing Steve Kerr on the way out. Kevin Durant also, again, these niggas is rich. They're they burning money anyway. Nobody doing that. Niggas buying uh, long velour pants for, for $500. Looking crazy. Looking like how Will Chamberlain and them used to dress. It's just, these niggas dress the exact same, but way more money. Sheep's wool, socks, all this dumb shit niggas is buying. So he did take, he did turn down more money from the Golden State Warriors. Imagine. The most money you can get in the NBA for your contract is from the, the dynasty team that you're already on when y'all just won two of the last three championships. And the only reason you didn't win the last one, because everybody got fucking hurt. Everybody got hurt. Kevin Durant's dips. And he goes to Brooklyn. And he goes with Kyrie. And he lets Kyrie... And you could say Kyrie is on man, Kevin Durant is on man, blah, blah, blah. If you fucking up and we friends 
and you costing us games, which ultimately means you costing us money, which ultimately means you probably also cost me a little bit of peace of mind. And I don't do nothing about it. I'm a hope. Yeah, I'm a hope. That's even worse. What Kyrie was putting them niggas through is is a hundred times worse than what Draymond did. Now Draymond knocking a nigga out, uh, Jordan, not Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Poole. Now I ain't worse than that. Now putting your hands on a nigga. But bitch ass nigga, you could have just stayed and go to state kept kept getting called bitch ass nigga than to deal with Kyrie. And not only did you deal, not deal with Kyrie, you bring James James Harden there. So you tell Brooklyn trade everything y'all got for James Harden, and you can't even mend that situation. James Harden bounces in a year. You couldn't even mend that. You they bring Ben Simmons in. Ben Simmons looking at you niggas like y'all crazy. You can't even get him to to do nothing. The next year, this is all like one year. Chaos ensues. Kyrie goes crazy again. You do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Kyrie requests a trade. Well, no. You get the coach fired. The coach you specifically picked because you and Kyrie don't really need a coach. Y'all say that. You got a guy specifically cherry-picked from the team you just came from. Steve Nash is working player relations with Golden State. Kevin Durant brought him to Brooklyn and got his ass fired. Cold game. Kyrie goes crazy again. Kyrie dips. He dips right behind him. He's with Phoenix. We're going to see how that goes. But is this type of nigga we need? Look, look at this nigga. You can look at uh, Jokic. What are these? What's, the, what's, the, what's going on? That's another thing I want to talk about. I don't even want to talk about CP3 and Brian. We already know CP3, nut holding nigga, a nut kicking nigga, nut uppercutting nigga. Let's talk about these other guys. So every year, every offseason, every summer, I see one on ones, five on five, three on threes, motherfucker, Drew League, Summer League, G League, and Jokic running horses. And Giannis don't post nothing. And Luca, damn sure, Luca drinking beers. And then when the season starts, what are the results? Giannis, 50-point triple-doubles in the finals. Finals MVP. Look like his leg about to come off like a chicken wing. Jokic. Big ass white boy. Ain't doing nothing out there. Running slow. Ain't even leaving the ground. 20 rebounds. He ain't even leaving the ground. He ride horses. Not even, not even the athletic way to ride a horse. He ain't even doing that right. This nigga's on a chariot with two horses pulling him. 
He's not even bucking her. He's not getting no leg workouts. He's just sitting there. And he's by far the best player. I'm not going to add him beating this. And beat ain't. He, he's these niggas on the list. He's the Paul George type niggas. He ain't like them niggas. It must be a European thing. It ain't a foreigner thing. It ain't a Canadian thing. It's, it must be Europe specific. We're going to see if Wimby got the same appeal here. This is Europe specifically where I'm talking. Not all foreigners. And beat is not these niggas. Jokic's playing all 82 games. He's playing 80 games a season. And the playoffs. And average triple-double in both of them bitches. So, when I saw that meme, and they had Paul George and Steph Curry and all low-income housing, I hate niggas Curry. It makes me think that maybe this era needs to be over. Maybe the James Hardens and the Kevin Durants and podcasting P during the playoffs. Maybe these niggas need to go. Maybe we need the Scoot Hendersons. Maybe we need the Giannis's. Maybe we need the 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 the, the dogs, the Jokic, the the Lucas. Maybe we need the dogs to be teaching cats about playing hard and playing basketball hard. They're not requesting trades every two years. Running from the grind. Not even doing the small way. Brooklyn trade. And I got no sympathy for no franchise. But you tell me to trade everything I got for a nigga. This nigga gone in a year. And I got a trade mode to get rid of him. Fuck. And then you bounce too? Remember, I forgot Kevin Durant requested to trade that offseason, too. So James Harden leave. In the same offseason, you trying to leave, too. You want me to coach? You asked me to sign this nigga? And then the other friend leave? And then you request again? Goddamn. So, uh, don't do business with these niggas. Giannis, he can bounce. However they go, Luka, Jokic, they can bounce. Not, well, Luka, Dallas's ass. Luka can bounce. They already bought these guys, two of these guys, and already bought championships to their franchises. That, let me tell you what, Dallas, uh, the, the Denver one was like 1974. The Milwaukee one, just about the same. It's different levels of, of legendary when it comes to basketball. And, um, Niggas on five teams. Niggas on six teams requesting trades every year. I don't know how many games Kyrie missed. How can Kyrie be a Hall of Fame? Kyrie missed 40 games a year. Whether from vaccines, protesting, racism, uh, anti-Semitism, to knee problems. This nigga, uh, he probably ain't played 70 games before. I ain't even want to check it. I don't need to check it. You check it. When the last time? How many times Kyrie Irving played sixty-five games? How many times Kyrie Irving played seventy games? Not even eighty-two. I'm not go. That's 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 not even Russian roulette. You that's a whole clip in the in the Nam gun. 
how many times Jokic played 65 games and how many times Kyrie played 65 games. Three out of white boy who, who don't even lead the ground. Athleticism ain't there. Kyrie is beloved by everybody. Nigga don't even play. So that's what we want to discuss. I just wanted to get off with a very sour and negative note because that's how I plan on leading my day uh, for the rest of the day. Think about these niggas getting paid all this money to show no competitive spirit in the podcast. And, oh, let me, before I hit the, uh, let me hit the brakes. You ever have to been driving, you have to hit the brakes with two feet? Uh, you swerve. Why did Zion Williamson get on that podcast and answer that question about his weight loss and blame his age and how much money he got already? Like he the first one to ever been that in the NBA, to ever been that rich and that young at the same time. And he says he's going to follow LeBron blueprint like LeBron has ever been anywhere close to this type of situation ever. There's only like one, two niggas who's ever been in this type of, a superstar that's been once, maybe Barkley, but there's been no other superstars ever to be in this situation. In the offseason, you, you buying Baconators? Come on, man. Let me get off this podcast, man. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, I'm on Spotify. We on iTunes. Um, I don't know what we're going to discuss next time, but it will not be Zion because I just went from uh, slightly disturbed to just clean off, pissed off. So I, I accomplished my goal. Thank y'all for listening. We're going to be on the YouTube. Holla at your boy. Nice and negative shit.